Welcome back, Bird Citizens, to another episode of Bird City Radio. In this episode, your hosts, Michael Palladino and Michael Paul Cohn, interview Patrick Hasty and Matt Zemak during the Bird City Comedy Festival. You guys know Mike? He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know Mike. <laughs> How hey, you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Good, buddy. How's oh, this weekend been so far? Fucking amazing. Yeah? Yeah, I met this guy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? We're here with Patrick Hasty and Matt Zemak. Say hello, boys. Hey. Hi. That was in order of the names. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was well done. It's playing. You guys really are already on the ball. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Patrick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mike. Okay. Hey, I got him. Don't let him tell you what to be, Matt. Yeah. It's okay. I'm we'll very see. submissive. Wait, you, you, you seem malleable. <laughs> Who's Matt? <laughs> I've been calling this idiot Mike for the, what, three days now, yeah. and it feels real good. It's a real good bit, real good game until... I forgot what the real one was because then I'm like Matt. Wait, no, it's Mike. No, no, no. Uh, who cares? <laughs> I, I'm like ZB. That's what I'm gonna start calling him now. Z man. There you go. Yeah, we actually uh, we've done a couple shows in Tucson and everything, and I, we never got a chance to talk. So this is good. Yeah. I finally get to know who you are. Yeah, yeah really live that. on the air. He's <laughs> mostly terrible. I've done plenty of shows with him. Oh, I know he's mostly terrible. I've I've gotten that impression already. But yeah. now we're gonna dig. Oh, do your Matt impression. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's oh, that's it. been pretty good. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's good. Doesn't kill on audio, but it, like in the room, like I felt it. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the Trust face. me, it was it was flawless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of facial. <laughs> Patrick, you're out here for the second year in a row, buddy. I am. I'm, it's great to be back. I'm a big fan of this town. God, Matt, turn your phone off. God, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. I've had uh, I had a real goddamn good time last year. Uh, Last year, my buddy Brandon Ream was on the fest, yeah. and so it's like fun to go out to a fest with like a friend you know real well. Mm-hmm. And then this year, my friend Emily Winter's on the fest, so it's the same thing. We've had to get to come out. You know, it's easier to go to a place with somebody you know a little bit. For sure. At the end yeah. of the night, you can like touch base, be like, we're good, right? <laughs> we're fine, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. That Jackknife Comedy Show was one of the best shows Thank I've seen you. in a long yeah. time, dude. Thank it you. Perfect. It's fun. We really bust our ass. Uh, my buddy Gideon and I started in New York, and literally, we started it at the worst bar in Gowanus, which like is like one of the worst neighborhoods in Brooklyn, <laughs> and uh, we ran it there for a few months, and it was terrible. And uh, like our first show, there was our first show. No one came, obviously. No one was there. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this comic, Sam Evans, very funny comic, really good dude. He goes up at the end of the show and he opens his set. And we're all, you know, you pretend we're all like, this is fun. And all the comics are sitting in the front row to be like, this is good. We're trying, right? And Sam Evans went up and just opened his set. Sweet guy, but he opened his set with, he's like, guys, don't feel bad about this. This is fine. This is fine. And we're like, well, we wouldn't have felt bad if you wouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> we all just pretended. I took photos that doesn't show that the audience is empty, you know? Uh, and then we grew to another bar, and now we're at the Creek in the Cave, which is a great club mm-hmm. in New York. And um, yeah, and now we're 34 shows in in New York, and they've been great, and everybody's done. Like, we've had really cool, good comics, and now we're starting to do it at festivals and shit like that. And we're doing it in L.A. next week, and so... That's awesome. Is yeah. there uh is there like um it's just is it just straight stand up or It is. It's a straight stand up show. 
the theme is um, we want people to be like we. This is a, a hyperbole, but cool. We want it to be a cool show, um, and not like in the you know, hipstery like oh we got to do this, but like in like. We're not going to book comics on it that are bad. Uh, we're going to only book comics that are good. We're going to make sure that every lineup has a good, like we don't. We want every comic on the lineup to help the other one out. You know, like I mean, like we really work on our stacking our lineup so that everybody flows into somebody. Like we're not going to have if somebody crushes as a one-liner comic, we're not going to have another one-liner comic follow him because that's unfair. Yeah. But so we stack that stuff, um, and uh, we really bust like we cut. We care. That's the other thing is we want it to be. We want it to show because I don't know. I don't know what it's like here. Like, I'm sure it happens here in Phoenix or in Tucson or Fresno, wherever you're from. But uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes you do a show and you go there and you're like, oh, nobody fucking cares about this thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's no one there. Uh, there was maybe no posters. There was no, no, like, nobody sent a letter to anybody, you know, being like, this thing's happening. And then you're like, well, I could be anywhere else. And so we want, when people do our show, they want it to know it's a real show. Yeah. Like, we're having a good time. We're working our ass off, so... Mm-hmm. It was, it, it, I mean, yeah, the whole lineup was so perfect. It, it, it was just kind of like spaced out just the way it needed to be mm-hmm. diverse and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and really... that's another thing too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, which is great at a festival. It's super easy to do. But like I started in Des Moines, Iowa and, uh, Hey, by the way, could you go give me a drink of water, Matt? <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, I started in Des Moines, Iowa and the, okay. So, uh, I believe you guys have had Dante Powell on the show. Yeah. Did you guys have Rachel Weeks on the show by chance? No, she, no, no. She's another comic on the festival. But when I started comedy in Des Moines, it was just a bunch of white dudes. Like, we had we had one female comic, really funny, Ashley Huck, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to New York, and I came back to Des Moines for, like, Christmas to do a show or something. And in that time, Dante Powell and Rachel Weeks had both started. And I came back, and I was like, holy shit, we got a black guy and a girl? This is, like, the be- like we're blowing up now, you know? <laughs> and, and so it was cool. And so that's what I love about, like, doing a festival like this. You can do it because nobody – I fucking don't want to see a bunch of white dude comics, you know? Um, and so in New York, you can really get everybody and I don't know. And it just makes your show better. It makes it a show better for the audience. For sure. Because the audience is in a bunch of, they don't want to see a bunch of white dude comics. Yeah. Nobody wants, if we've learned anything over the last 15 years, it's nobody wants to see a bunch of white dude comics, you know? Well, we, we definitely have places in Phoenix where that's still flying pretty well. Oh, but, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you, you yeah. gotta play to Phoenix that. though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, why don't you talk now? Okay. <laughs> your turn. What do you? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jackknife comedy was great. You guys very diverse lineup. It was perfect. Patrick's the best. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you talk about how uh, how bad I did last night, and then how you followed me and crushed in the room. That I'm like, well, this is what the room is. And then he went up and just murdered. And I was like, okay, well, one of us has got to get to open mics. <laughs> He's lying. He did great. He's just kind of sad. Uh, what do you? <laughs> You've been doing comedy how long now? Uh, three and a half years, roughly. What do you think of like the Tucson scene? Uh, Be it's totally like, honest. With it's you. dying right now. It's dying. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, like everybody's show got canceled all at once. I was gonna say you guys lost a bunch of mics and shit in the last yeah. like month yeah. or two. Good yeah, ones yeah. too. Yeah, it was real, real weird. Like just like an apocalypse of comedy happened. We uh, everybody there's like this one screen movie theater downtown that was like really on board with like all these indie shows, and uh, they just like went bankrupt. Like the screening month. room, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I did a show there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like totally on board with comedy and stuff, and then it just they bang, and then everybody's show got canceled, and then like the longest running mic got canceled, and ooh, yeah. How many? Sorry, guys, is it okay if I take this for a second? Um, how many? Um, how many? About how many comics come out regularly in Tucson? Uh, go up like. Or like how much? Like what you're seeing? Like I don't. I have no concept of how big it is. Yeah, it's pretty tiny. There's like uh, probably t- 
15 people who okay. take it like really serious. Like there's a open mic at the club every mm-hmm. Thursday and there's usually anywhere between like 25 and 40 people that okay, go cool. up at uh, club congress no yeah. at uh laughs at laughs okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's very similar to how when i started in des moines what it was it was about like 20 of us that came out regularly every week yeah um and that thing where like the scene just dies and you kind of got to come back from it mm-hmm. uh that happens that happens a few times but i think it's like i think it can almost be good like it sucks when the best mic ends that yeah. is going to screw everybody over but it's kind of fun when, like, all the people who've probably been doing it, like, you know, the people who've been doing it, like, a long time, and they're never going to leave, and they're probably also never going to respect the new, like, good comics coming up and stuff. It's kind of cool when their shit falls apart, because then, like, guys like you, and, like, whoever else is, like, on your level at the scene, who's, like, yeah. coming up still, it's like, oh, well, now we get to do some shit and run some shit and get things yeah. going. Yeah, your you know? show didn't get canceled, right? No, my show's still going. Yeah. What, where's that at? Uh, Borderlands Brewery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brewery. Okay, yeah, I've heard yeah. good things about that one. I want to check it out. It's yeah. It's fun. I got to headline it, and I had a fucking blast. It's fun. It's right on the train tracks, so about every half hour a train goes by nice. and it just completely halts the show. But other than that, it's great. What's the name of the show? <laughs> Brouhaha. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're all I was just funny. being nice to Mike, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the previous bar named it oh, for cool. us, so... That's cool though. Oh, Hermanos did. Yeah, really. And, yeah, they canceled it, and then we got it picked up somewhere else. But yeah, kept the name. Yeah, we kept the name. It works. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, says what it is. I wanted yeah. to call it because of that Borderlands. I wanted to call it Comedians Without Borders, but oh, that's oh, fucking that great. great. <laughs> Start a podcast. Just for we're on your podcast now. Lock the gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how would you Talk do a podcast? Let's start it off. Just like this. Just yeah, exactly yeah. like this. It's just like this. This is the best. You can hear it from the hallway. <laughs> real angry. Uh, can you hear it from the hallway? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Those these walls are incredibly thin. Have you guys noticed that? Are they? Yeah. No. Yeah. I haven't spent too much time in the in on these floors. I've been mainly. Cavorting about the lobby. Oh yeah. yeah, a lot of cavorting down there. Yeah. <laughs> I was down there. I just saw Robert Bush and me down there doing work, and I was like, I wish I had work to do. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I got here like? at nine thirty, and he was doing work in yeah, the yeah, lobby. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I would love it if he's just on Facebook, though. You know, but it looks like he's really doing <laughs> he's, some shit. He's clacking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw him there yesterday. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's definitely set up shop in that little area. His down there. his keyboard cover is well worn. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. some hours logged. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, do you do a podcast? Um, I do. It's not out yet. It'll oh. be out soon. I, I don't know when this will come out, so maybe it'll be out then. Um, we're dropping it June 1st. It, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, that's when we're going to start releasing them. Um, and it's with Brandon Ream, who was on the fest last funny year. Funny guy. Great yeah. dude. He's one of my best friends in comedy, and he's you know he's getting there. You know He's not that funny on stage yet, but he's figuring it out. You know? <laughs> but um, he, uh, he uh, me and him, one thing about us is that we love like living in like the past and like uh like especially like 90s cartoons 80s cartoons stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so um we that's what we always talk about and stuff and so we started this show it's called the nostalgic front and it is basically every episode we have a guest come on and uh we just kind of talk to them about like what like it's saturday morning and you're eight years old what are you gonna do what what cartoon are you stoked to watch what movie do you want to see what snacks are you gonna have and so far, we're, we're trying to get, you know, because, you know, like a lot of podcasts, you know, they just fucking fall apart immediately. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to have a huge bank before we start dropping them. So even yeah. if we quit, at least we get like 40 of them out That's there. That's a great idea. Um, and uh, so what's been great about it, we've been recording all these episodes and just talking to people and everybody has a good time when they're a kid. So like we are talking to people, everybody's like 
by the end of it, everybody's smiling and happy. Yeah. They're remembering like, oh my god, oh oh, and then Eek the cat would come on, and then they'd lose <laughs> their mind and like, like and and I used to put I used to put honey on our cornflakes, and it was so sure, and it's like that's amazing. Um, and what's fun about comedy, and especially like, because I'm I'm 32, you know, so uh, for me, I have a very set thing. I have a very set like what when I was that age, what I was watching. But when you're friends with comics in New York, like we have friends that are like 20. Mm-hmm. And so they come on and start talking about a cartoon that we don't even know about or like a TV show they watched when we were in college. So it's like a whole different aspect. Um, and we had this great comic, Katie Boyle, on who's from Ireland. And so like everything she talked about, we had no, she's talking about these TV shows like Gaelic, Sesame Street type shows. And then, but she has the same, like the same excitement as when I talk about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. Um, and so it's been really fun. And it's just cool to like, uh, it's. I think it's fun to listen to because of that. Because yeah. it's like, oh, you're getting like hyped up. Everybody leaves happy. You know, it's not one of those. I mean, I like them, but it, you know, sometimes there's those sad bastard podcasts that get like so real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, but it's like when you're done listening to them, you're like, oh, what them? What am I gonna do now? I guess I'm gonna just go be sad in this coffee shop for the rest of the day. You know. I do like the sad bastard genre of podcast. Oh, me yeah. too. But I, but you know, you got to have something <laughs> good like to like sad hip- bastards. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're both the same age, so what, like, uh, so Turtles was... Turtle, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. I've been, okay, I've been rewatched because because of this podcast, we, I've been, I'll, I would do it anyway, but, um, I rewatch a lot of cartoons like that. A lot of stuff I watched when I was a kid. And, um, for some reason, I always thought the Turtles didn't hold up. They, and I'm talking, of course, about, like, the 89, 87, 88, and the 9 one, and, um, which actually went to 96, which is crazy, but... Really? Um, yeah, it went forever. It had, like, 10 seasons. Holy but, shit. um, yeah. I always associated as not holding up. I don't know why, but I was always like, oh, yeah, it doesn't hurt. But other things like the real Ghostbusters holds up really well. Yeah. And like a, a bunch of those cartoons, like Bobby's World holds up really well and stuff. And But I thought the Turtles didn't. Well, I just found on uh, YouTube there's a playlist of like every season, I think, of Turtles episodes. Really? Good quality. Like they look good. I don't know how it hasn't been taken down. And it's fucking great. Like it's re- the stories are really good. And this is the thing that blew my mind. It's serialized, which mm-hmm. I had no idea. So mm-hmm. like – you know, like, Donatello, like, gets something in this episode, and the next episode, he's installing that in the turtle van, and then the next episode, like, that machine becomes part of what saves the day, and I never would have guessed that. I thought it was, like, you know, just, like, every episode. When you're like, a kid and watch it, yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, that doesn't yeah, occur to you. it was crazy, and it's so good. You're 12 years old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah roughly. 13 Mine's in the about fall. 13. <laughs> no, how old are you? 24. So what did you, what did you grow up? Like, what uh, were your jams growing up? Uh, like, um... Recess. I was, I, oh, I, I was just gonna say recess. I watched yeah, recess yeah, yeah. though. I'm I, well, I watched recess in college though, <laughs> or like in high school. I feel like high school. Yeah, high school. Yeah. I watched yeah. recess. Yeah, and like Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. Were you guys Ball into Z. Dragon Ball Z? I was for a little bit throughout junior high. I think sure. a summer for I one summer. It. I missed it, but I have like friends I was in the same grade with that grew up with that were into it, and so it's so weird. Like people re- and it. If I would have totally got into it, if I knew at some someday I would have to know all this shit. Yeah. But like people reference it all the time, and I don't. I have no idea. But I. I, mean, I don't know. I get it. I just I missed it. You know. If you, yeah, if you want to talk about a cartoon that's like serialized, Dragon Ball Z is yeah. the big. Yeah. That's just like every fucking little episode is just like previously on Dragon Ball. Like you yeah, have to yeah, remember yeah. everything from. I before. love. I love that shit about. St- it makes. Like, especially from, like, storytelling, it makes you feel like you have accomplished something by literally just watching things forever. Like, that's Arrested Development, that TV show is so good about that stuff. Feels like you read like, a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel like you've done something when you've done nothing. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I run on. <laughs> low, low key <laughs> that's achievements. That's what gets me through. Yeah. So, what's going to happen to Tucson, dude? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, some people are going to step up and make That's some what moves. has to happen. Yeah. 
there's like uh it feels like there's like a less of a drive from the people coming up after us like which is a little bad to see but there's still like a lot of drive with the people who are going but a lot of people are just thinking about just moving just yeah just leaving it because uh, it's trying to just been like keeping it alive for as long as it can be but it just seems like now it's it might just have to restart like people are gonna have to like everything's gonna end and then people are gonna be like oh shit we actually have to do something you know if we want to keep doing comedy here yeah all it takes is one big show to get people like jacked about it again and then you know yeah maybe that inspires other or like maybe phoenix people should start taking their shows down there once in a while yeah you know yeah like there's total buyout of the is there is there like a super popular phoenix show that's like weekly or monthly you know what well, I mean? Like one literally like, the worst show ever would probably be our, our big one. That's, that's the name of the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I thought that was a comment. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, called literally the worst yeah. show. What, so, like, it would it be cool? Like, is there a way to do, like, I don't know. I studied marketing, so I always try to think of the easiest, dumb way to do this stuff. But I also failed out of college, so you're like, don't take this with, like, But you studied salt. marketing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I studied it, you know, like, the philosopher's marketing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh like is there a way to do like uh, the worst show ever Tucson you know so at least there's well, like a little carryover and then get some dipshit I, like you to run it or one of your buds and well I know literally we're, I've never seen it live but I hear it's just like a huge production like oh, the entire it's a big thing. it's a big thing they do sketch they have videos they mm-hmm. have a live band it's a oh, whole cool, cool. fucking thing and they have like they have like a home base sure so that's so a that show would be really hard yeah. to move um I don't know. Like, I just like uh, that yeah, idea of like, because it's not, Tucson's not that far, right? It's like no, a, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I don't know. I like that. I, I think it's a bummer when you have two scenes close together. It seems like Phoenix is in a good spot and it seems like Tucson right now is going through a rough patch. And it sucks when they're so close that it's like, well, we can fix it. But also it's really, it's a lot easier to see that from the outside, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way, like, Phoenix seems like it's like growing so fat, like the scene, like it seems like it's, getting to a good point now but it, it feels like it really just skyrocketed all at once in and the was, last maybe year year and a half two years yeah I feel like. it kind of went along with the first bird city yeah too that's i mean in some ways maybe yeah. a good festival is what tucson needs maybe yeah but we, also maybe we should never have any more festivals <laughs> <laughs> oh you think we we've, we've capped out We're no done? no not at all i just think it's funny that there's like i love it as yeah. a comic i love it but it also it's one of those things where it's like as a comic who wants to be included and wants to do everything and wants to go everywhere, it's like, oh, fuck, now I got to go to, like, I got to go to Asheville, North Carolina now, too. Like, it's like, I already, w- but I already went to Fayetteville. You know, it's like, you got to go everywhere. <laughs> Iowa has five comedy festivals right we were just now. Talking Dante about that was Dante. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, like, listing them all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus and it's, Christ. And it's great, and I love Iowa, and I've done, I think I've done most of them, mm-hmm. but it's just, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I actually love the idea of it. And if Tucson had a festival, I'd 100% go. You would uh, do. You guys yeah. do though, right? Yeah, like, uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> it's real tiny. It's uh, it's put on by the Improv Theater. So because there's like a huge improv scene down in Tucson for whatever reason. So that it's put on there. So there's stand up in it, but it's mainly improv, cool. and it's it's starting to grow. Uh, last year was pretty fun. How many? Do you know how many years it's been going? Two. It okay. Was, yeah. Out of Bounds in Austin was like that. It was an improv festival that was just, I think it was just an improv festival for like the first six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And then they started taking stand-up. And now they're like, I think like 13 years in and it's a rad good festival. Yeah. So maybe that right there could be the thing because, you know, mm-hmm. like when there's a really good improv scene and a good and a stand-up scene because they're always kind of separate or something. Yeah. But Des Moines did a thing where um, 
when I moved to New York, this guy moved from uh, from Chicago who had been like a second city guy, and he started his own uh, improv school there. And a lot of the stand-ups started taking it, and then it blew up and had the thing. And so now Des Moines has this like whole crazy intersection of like, like whereas there's maybe 20 comics that come out regularly, there's also like 50 improv people who are going to come to the shows and stuff like that. And so maybe there's something there with connecting the two a little yeah, more. Yeah, reaching... I started a show where it's half improv, half stand-up. That's great. Uh, yeah. So also, that's... you book an improv group on your show. That's seven people to sit in the audience. <laughs> so pretty smart. Yeah. What's yeah. that called again, by the way? Uh, set Unlisted. Yeah, so it's like where we get the comics set, and then they go up and do whatever seven minutes, and we take their set and we cut it up by premise. Oh, that's great! And then throw it into a hat, and then the improv team comes in, but they didn't hear the set, so they get the suggestions for the first time, and they do a scene based off of cool those. So it's like you hear two sides of the same joke. It's really fun. That's, that's a cool awesome. idea. To I kind love of that. Isolate yeah. them and not have because we yeah. we do have shows kind of we have a show kind of like that here, the neighborhood show. But uh, the improv team is just like there for the whole set and listening. And mm. then they go up and do it. It's kind of like ASCAT from yeah, ACB. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to have them like, what do you put them in like a soundproof booth? Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, just like out in the alley. Outside. Oh, you don't, got, <laughs> oh, you don't got your own soundproof booth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we bring <laughs> our soundproof. Isolation tank of some kind. But you, so you've done a couple of those and you've moved it to the bigger club now. Yeah, we moved it to the club. Hell the yeah. club picked it up. So that was pretty sick. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. That'll be a big thing for the scene. Like yeah. that. Yeah. I, mean, it may, I mean, I know you guys are still early in it, but that, that will be a huge boost for sure. Yeah, we had it in an improv theater and we like sold it out each time we did it. And then we moved it to the club and we were kind of afraid that people weren't gonna do it you know there's that like weird like you know clubs have like but like the improv theater and the club they don't really have anything to yeah. be angry at each other about so they they all came over and it, it was pretty good like yeah it's a bigger club so it was, looked tinier than it was but yeah. it, was, it was fun that's great yeah mm-hmm. i don't that's I, that right there sounds rad to me yeah uh, there's a show in New York I'm doing. I, I think it's a newer show, but I'm doing it next week. That's uh, or whenever, sometime this month, where uh, it's like Ask Caddy, but yeah. in reverse, where the improv group goes up and does like you know a short form thing for mm-hmm. like ten minutes or whatever. Maybe that's long form. I don't know shit about it. But uh, but then the standups come up and riff do sets off the improv. You know what oh, I mean? Like you're riffing okay. off the. It's like reverse like that, and and it's and. I never did you ever take improv or did you guys no. any of you guys ever take improv? I, I I got accepted into comedy sports twice in high school and I, I and I dropped out both times after the first rehearsal because oh, yeah. that's the kind of shitty kid I was. Yeah. 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 I never I never did that guy that came I was saying that came to Des Moines and started the school, he moved there and started that the improv school in January of twenty thirteen and I moved to New York in May. And I was like, well, I can't give you $200 to take half of a course, you know? Uh, and so I have no improv training. Uh, but I love it. And, and, yeah. and, and I love it's, – it's that whole thing, like, I want the scars, but I don't want the wars, you know? Like, I want to yeah. know how to do improv, but I don't have to actually take a class and be on a team and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so anytime I get to do a show like that, like what you describe your show as or something, it makes me feel like I'm cheating when I can pay attention and be like, oh, okay. All right, I feel like I'm kind of learning, you know? Cheat. Yeah. yeah, I have a friend who does one-on-one improv classes, uh-huh. and she's talking about it. And I was like, "Isn't that just hanging out?" <laughs> 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 I was like, "You want me to give you 150 bucks to sit with you? No, yeah. thank you." I'm going to say something, and then you say something and add to it. The, That'll be 150 dollars. Yeah. The yeah. part I like most about the show is it's like it's straight improv and stand up. It's not like a yeah, weird yeah. mixture of them trying to do some crazy. You know. Yeah. That's what I like. I most. did. I did a show at the New York uh, New York Improv Festival last year, 
and uh, it's it's and it's a it's one of those things where it's like I didn't know this existed, but then it's like huge. It's like other than the Del Close Marathon, it's like the biggest improv festival, I guess. Um, and they do a show that where it's stand-ups doing improv, but it's stand-ups who've never done improv <laughs> ever before. Uh, and they don't know shit about improv either. Oh, and so God. they pick six of you, and you do a long form, I think it is. And you're on a show with like three two, or two or three teams go up that are real improv teams, and then you guys headline it. And, and it's also, it's like five of us, we don't really know each other that well either. There's only one comic on it that, knew, that I knew well, um, and this comic Shelby, Shelby Taylor, who's super funny. And so the show starts, right? And it's, and it's time to start, and it's like long form, I guess. So like we're, it's not games or anything. And so we're sitting there, and we walk out, and somebody starts a scene. And then everybody's on the side, and Shelby's eyes just got really big. And the audience is packed, and Shelby's eyes got really big. And then we go out and start doing anything. And then I go out, and I'm, like, tagging and doing, like, a bit in this thing. And she's standing on the side not doing nothing. And then I come back to, like, go back off to the side. And she just leans over to me, and she's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, Are, do you guys have a script? And I was like, no, we're, this is what improv is. And she's like, I thought this was, like, whose line? She's like, I thought we were going to be doing, like, things with, like, fun noodles and stuff. <laughs> and she had no concept. <laughs> and so she was she had, was not prepared. She had no idea. So every time she went out, it was just, like, deer in the headlights. And it was crazy. <laughs> but it made everything funnier. And I think we did really good. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing was it was all improv fans or improv students in the audience. And, you know, there's all these rules to improv, and I don't know that. And, I, you know, I'm a real rule breaker anyway. And so uh, Hell yeah, you are. So there was a scene where something was happening, and I, want, I was like, my bit was I was going to take a photo of it, like with my phone. Like something, like a girl was supposed to be doing something sexy, and I was like, hmm. But I pulled out my real phone and took a photo, and you heard people in the audience be like, oh, he used his phone. Because that's like a totally against the rules to use something in a scene. Mm. But I was like, you can do what the fuck you want. This is punk rock improv now, dude. <laughs> And it was a it was a blast. It was so fun. But also, we were doing a you know what I mean. If I had to do it in front of no one and with a team that was bombing, I'd probably hate it. You know, for sure. But it was it was fun to do for once, I guess. Do you get involved in improv when you do? No, no. no yeah. There's a my co-host Leland Long. Oh, I know Leland. Yeah. He uh, he does improv too. So he just has his team come and do it. Gotcha. They're really good. They're really good yeah. at it. So. It makes it a lot better. Makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know Leland Long from Tucson? I've met him, yeah. He I, I told you the story already, but uh, I used to run a mic in New York that was like a it was like a fun mic and it was like a popular mic. And so if people came to visit, they would always come. And it and it was a late night mic, which sucked for me, but it was fun. Uh and one time Leland had visited New York and he came and may I think he came once or twice or something. And I met him and he was nice. And one time we rode the train together forever for like, you know, like a, at the end of the night, you got to ride the train for like an hour. And uh, so we're on the train and we're talking and we're bonding and we're having all these great conversations. And the end of it, I was like, hey, man, so where do you live? Uh, and I met like what neighborhood? And he's like, oh, I'm actually in Tucson. I'm leaving in a few days. And I was like, you mean I just fucking invested in you and you don't even live in the city? I was just like, I was like, oh, I got a new buddy. And like, no, you know, you're leaving. Oh, and also you're like 19. Get out of here, you dumb shit. <laughs> it was so funny. My time. And shit. also there's another comic in new york who looks similar to him like very I'm, I'm bad with names and faces very similar and so i saw this other dude like six months later and i just assumed it was him and i was just like hey man and i kept talking to him kept talking to him and then like as i was talking to him i pieced together that it wasn't him and i'm just like fuck i don't know and then he's a guy i don't like and i was like oh <laughs> shit and it's like you're <laughs> so in and best. you're just like oh and you gotta like backtrack out of a conversation i'm like oh golly i gotta get this i gotta get my, my brain all working you know Patrick Hasty eats 365 salads. 
66, oh, it was yes. a leap year. Oh, it was a leap year. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I, uh, I I grew up on a farm. Uh, we had great vegetables and shit like that when I was a kid. We had a good garden. My parents always ate all that stuff, but I never liked vegetables, ever. Uh, and so uh, my mom, I would have corn, I would have peas, I would have green beans. That was it. Um, and I did that from when I was a little baby boy until I was uh, 31 or 30. And, and, I, and I was like, ah, this is going to kill me, you know? Because I'd never had a tomato. I'd never had, an, I, you know, like a, pe- a pepper. I didn't know what any of that tasted like. And um, a carrot. I'd never eaten a carrot. And so um, right before New Year's, it's weird, right? Right before New Year's, uh, 2000, this is 2015 going into 16, uh, I was talking with my wife. Oh, also, in the summer of 2015, I quit eating meat. And so I, my joke on stage, like during between then and the New Year's, was like, uh, so I don't eat meat anymore, uh, but I don't call myself a vegetarian either because I technically haven't had a vegetable either. I just eat cheese pizza, you know? <laughs> Is cheese pizza a vegetable? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but so what happened was I was just eating all this like starch. I was eating cheese, grilled cheese, cheese pizza, stuff like that. Um, and so I needed to do something to get healthy. And uh, so starting January 1st, 2016, I said, I'm going to eat one salad every day. I'd never eaten lettuce before. I didn't know shit about it. Like <laughs> that, I, Those yeah. words are it's bananas weird. It to is, me. It is. Yeah. It is. And um, so I decided I was going to eat one every day. And then I was going to, I tied it to my Instagram and my Facebook. And I was like, I'm going not, to not blog about it necessarily, but like be like, this is what I ate. This is where it's from. This is the salad number it is. And then my experience with it. And, uh, and I did it. And um, sometimes I'd buy them at restaurants. I'd get do all stuff. And I had this like goddamn like side dream. I knew this was a pipe dream, but like I was like, wouldn't it be rad if this got me something? You know, like because sometimes people <laughs> do stuff like that. I was like, wouldn't it be great if like I'm on Rachel Ray talking about this? And Rachel Ray's in New York, you know. And I'm like, this would be easy. Or like on the Food Network, they're like, this idiot never, you know. And uh, <laughs> and then also like the funniest things would happen. Like the, one of the first couple days I was doing it. I was at a restaurant in New York, and, and I was like, uh, this salad... Oh, and also, I can't eat onions. I'm just... I won't be able to do it. So I always had to make sure there wasn't onions in them. And I asked this guy, I was like, what's in your what's in this salad? And he was telling me, and he's like, and tomatoes? And I was like, what do tomatoes taste like? And the waiter's like, fucking tomatoes. Like, he just like broke. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, but so I just kept doing it. And, uh, and what happened was, it never got huge, which is... I didn't expect... I also never sent like press releases and shit like a lot of people do. But uh, it didn't get big. Like, whenever people do this stuff like that, you know, they send out their stuff and try to get it picked up. And I didn't do any of that. But it got big enough. Like, it went, it never went viral, but it got enough where, like, I got, like, a couple hundred uh, Instagram followers off of it. And people who were following along who I didn't know, you know? And um, and so, like, I couldn't just quit, which I wouldn't have anyway. But then it just, it just kept going, kept going, kept going. And um, the really interesting thing about it, um, in the long run, I'm, I'm, the health reasons... I don't give a shit. Basically, what I did is I swapped out one meal every day with a salad. So that's good. I mean, instead of eating a grilled cheese sandwich, I was eating a salad. I ate a bunch of stuff I'd never had. I never had. You guys ever had mushrooms before? I don't like them. No, I, like I loved them. them. Yeah. I, loved I love onions. Them. See, I, I can't do onions, but but I love mushrooms, and now I eat them all the time. And also, because as a vegetarian, you get like portobello burgers and shit, and I I would have never done that before. Um, things like avocado. I really liked avocado. Um, uh, I really liked kale. I thought it was really good. So it's like I didn't see that coming, you know. Um, but <laughs> kale. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? It, but the, what the whole thing became in the long run was, uh, uh, first off, committing to something every day is really interesting. Um, also, last year was a really great year tech, for me, technically. Like, not not like career wise, but like I felt I had a good year. 
uh, where I uh, I went on the road for a month. I came here and did this festival. I did a couple other festivals. And so, and the blog part of it where I would just be like, this is what I ate. This is what I thought. A lot of that just became, what did I do that day? Um, and so kind of what I just have is I have this really interesting journal of my 2016. And you can yeah. see like, and like on Facebook memories or on Time Hop, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, like the one last year at Bird City, I ate my 100th salad at that little like uh, um, Thai place right outside yeah the oh, hotel yeah and it was fucking terrible <laughs> it was so bad it was one of those things where they're like this is a salad and you open it up and it's like all stringy like it's like cucumber strings and you're like what it okay uh and i ate it i didn't they didn't give me plates or anything so i ate it on the, the table at the hotel like i just poured it on the table and like <laughs> ate it off of it um and then and then also with it doing the thing Oh, so like i went on the road for a month and it's like all these different cities i got to do so it's i have the cool journal of all that but then it gets – I think it's going to get interesting come later in the year because once I started realizing that, like, Trump might actually be a thing, it started getting really, like, depressive slash political. And, like, I ended every salad for three months with please don't vote for Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> and then the night of the election, that was a bad salad, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> it's like – what salad that was? Uh, it was – I know it was, it was just, like, li- like leafs and, like – uh, oranges or something it was like really quick uh but in the photo i'm just flipping off like the salad i took a picture every one i took off one photo fo- like a photo of the salad on the plate or in the bowl and in that one i'm just like flipping it off over there because i'm just <laughs> so mad um and it's and it's it's gonna be it's interesting about that and um and so since i never did anything i'd like to do something at some point where i like throw it all together in like a uh, coffee table book because i also have like rad photos of all these salads you mm-hmm. know um, and it's a fun thing for some, cause there's gotta be other idiots like me who've never done it. And like, n- nobody knows it, but like, if you have a salad that is just, uh, uh, like, um, spinach or kale, uh, pickles, and there's one other really good thing to put in it, blueberries, really great mm-hmm. salad. And it's mm-hmm. weird. Those, those flavors don't seem like they go together, but they do. Any spinach with mandarin oranges, it's a great salad. And thing like, those aren't people things real and People would always give me shit. They'd be like, that's not a salad. And I'd be like, no, because when you were a little kid, your fucking mom told you what a salad is. This anything can be a salad. Mm-hmm. As long as it's three quarters leaf, it's a salad. That's yeah. what I say. Um, Get out of your bubble, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really interesting. And uh, all that, and then I would do a lot of Facebook Live videos. And you'd have like people from like my real life, like my like friends from high school would be watching. And then like comics. And then, like, the people who got on board, like, on the internet would be watching. And it was just this weird cross-section of people. And I'd... It was, it was really fun. Um, but all of that being said, uh, it never got me famous, and I have not had a salad since this year started. So <laughs> They're fucking gross. I don't know if you've ever eaten a salad, but it fucking Fuck sucks. Salad. Yeah. Matt, what's your favorite salad? My favorite, uh, Caesar. Just straight. Oh, yeah. Caesar. I never had yeah. one. Never. It's no, a salad salad. Salads have something in it. Caesars have something in it that I hate. Is it onions? Or ranch, maybe? Uh, Caesar. You don't Caesar like dressing has anchovies in it. Anchovies, that's it, because I don't yeah. eat meat, so I didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How does your family feel about the not eating meat thing? Uh, they're, I mean, my family, my family, we grew up on a farm. My parents, it's that, that whole thing of like, <laughs> it's like, what are you, what's wrong with you, a tree hugger and stuff like that? And, but they're fine with it. They're, I mean, they love me, you know? I mean, they got a lot of po- uh, political issues they got to work through, but uh, they're, they're like the, uh, uh, They've never been too mean. Like, I think, honestly, I think my dad was more, like, taken aback when I stopped drinking than when I stopped eating. But not in a, like, judgy way, but just in, like, oh, shit, I like drinking. When you come in, I like getting to have another beer when you walk in the house, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you from Tucson originally? Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised in Tucson. Born and raised. What's that like? 
it's all right. <laughs> uh, like the first 18 years I lived on the east side of Tucson, which is just nothing. You yeah. Know? It's just you're next to a mountain and that's it. Uh, there's uh, hardly any stores out there, you know. It's good. But then I like, and I, I hated it then. I was like, oh, this place sucks, you know. And then I moved downtown and I was like, oh, this place is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. I, I love Tucson. It's, it's great. It's very lot of culture in a tiny area, which is cool. It 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 feels very much like um, I may have met. It feels like Austin, Texas to me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it's a smaller yeah. Austin. Yeah, that's, what that's great. Says. Yeah, and, and I, that's why I feel like there there's a lot of hope for your scene. You guys just gotta you gotta get those shows going. But I mean, because you do have such a like culturally diverse scene, yeah. and I love going down to Tucson to do comedy because I feel like the audiences there are so receptive, even yeah. if there's like. 10 people there they fucking want to be there mm-hmm. and they love the fact that they're there yeah i think the thing that like i like a lot uh like after visiting other places is like the audience there is so like they're smart they're mm-hmm. smart in tucson which is like it's good it makes you really work hard as a comic to like put out good jokes you know? yeah so like that that's what i think like it's a great place it was a great place to start you know something I, i've really noticed here and i noticed this last year too uh, is because uh, you go around the country and you go to you go to scenes and every scene is the same and every scene has cool people and when you're from another city they love you and they a lot of times they open their arms to you and stuff and uh, Phoenix I would say and with you I group you, group you in all you Arizona comics it's crazy how good the local comics are here and I don't know I, I don't know if it's like a luck or if I'm if there's probably a bunch of shitty ones that I just don't see because I'm only seeing the ones on the festival or something but. Like, I'll go to cities when there's great comics and you're hanging out with them the whole time and then they go up and you're like, oh, you're, like, still, like, two years... Like, you're still doing bits that, like, everybody else stopped doing two years ago in, like, a bigger scene. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the comedy hasn't caught up. But here, everybody's doing shit that's, like, good and, like, on level and stuff. And it's, like, it's weird. I am not used to it. And it seems like... Like, do you guys know Allie Lightfoot? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I met her last year here because she won that little thing. She'd been doing stand-up, like, no time. I literally didn't yeah. realize she was a comic last year. I thought she was just the Lyft driver. And then mm-hmm. I saw her do a set last year. I was like, oh, she's super funny. And she was like a couple months in. And then she's on the festival. She did Jackknife. And she was crushing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we weren't that funny two years in. Like, it, you know what I mean? Or a year and a half in. It took forever. It's we were, crazy. We were running a, 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 a side <sighs> room in, so in Scottsdale. And she started doing the open mic. And then we were like, all right, yeah, she's ready to start doing these little weekend shows. And yeah, we're just like, how long have you been doing this? By then, it was like two months. Yeah. And then she, yeah, she won the, uh, the contest last year. And uh, this, she just moved to Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, she had her big going away party show at Nolan's house, which That's was great. Fun. Yeah, she, no, she's she's uh, it's it's almost not fair. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> pisses me off, makes yeah. me real mad. I used to run a show in New York, uh, like a theme show called Old Bits New Bits, and uh, the idea of the show was um, you would come up and do like your six minutes, like your Conan set, you know, mm-hmm. like what you do, like Matt, you could probably do like four or something, but um, <laughs> but you do like your Conan set, and uh, and you crush. And that's the idea: is you crush. And then you would say, and Emily, Emily Winter ran the show with me. I, uh, yeah, 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 we yeah. talked about and this on sorry, Thursday. And sorry, our Sari Bialik, Bialik, she did it one time yeah, when she was in she New York. She told me she, yeah, it yeah. was a lot of fun. And so that you would do your Conan set, and then you would sit on a panel with us, and then we would talk for a minute, and then we'd show a video of you from your first year when you were, like, oh. the worst. <laughs> and the, the conceit of the show was to get people just eating shit and bombing and being terrible, because my first year I was terrible. Uh but what we learned was that a lot of people were really funny. Especially if you started in New York, you got funny quick. So a lot of people were really funny. And it just would make me and Emily feel shitty. Like at the end of the night, you're like, oh. Um, but, it, but it was fun to see that. And some people were terrible. And that's what's the most interesting is because a lot of people would start, you know, when you're like 25. 
and now they're like 35 or something. And so you, physically, you don't look that different. But then you see them up on stage doing something weirdly racist or they're saying something horrific and you're like, but that looks like you. You know what I mean? Like it's such a weird <laughs> mind fuck. Um, and we had some people like, um, there's this comic Griffin Newman who is, uh, I don't know if you guys know that new Tick reboot that's happening. No, uh, it's on, on Amazon they're doing a Tick series that's great. No and the, it was one of those things where they did the pilot and then it got voted up and now they're doing a series. And he plays Arthur on it now. Um, and he's just, he's great. He's a really funny comic and everything. Uh, and he did the show and he started doing stand-up when he was eight. And so, and so like in the early 2000s, late 90s. And so his video we showed, which was a fucking VHS tape, was him at Caroline's doing Al Gore impressions as an eight-year-old <laughs> crushing. And we're just like, what? <laughs> and it, the whole time I'm just like, how did you get booked at Caroline's? Like, what? <laughs> uh, but so it was really fun. But it was, it was also like so, like that's the good thing about Jackknife is it's a stand-up show. There's not, I mean, there's a lot of prep to like, like uh, getting uh, stuff out there, press out there and everything. But like at the end of the day, it's a super easy show to run. That show was like a headache to run. You had to get stuff and comics aren't the most reliable. So you got to get videos and it's like, oh, this is an AVI. Can you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, and so we ended, that, we ended that show. Now we're going to do it like, uh, you know, like one-offs every once in a while. Uh, but it's so funny to see when people are early and they're bad. So when people are early and they're good, like Allie, you're just like, get the fuck out of here. Like get out of my fucking face. I've noticed though, like this scene and the Tucson scene promotes rapid growth it really yeah. does mm -hmm. because the amount of shows you can do and the quality of shows you can do that there are a lot of people like ali where i'm like fuck you you're yeah. six months in like yeah. but i hate you but also and i don't know maybe tucson is like this too is uh or i don't know if you think about this because you're like three years right yeah 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 mm -hmm. um you i don't know about what it's like here but in iowa you got to get out though at that point because, like, you do get good really quick. Like, when I was in Iowa, I was two years in, and I was doing everything. I wasn't doing the clubs, but I was doing all the shows. Everybody liked me. I was, like, coming up. And I, and I could go out and do, like, bar shows and do, like, 40 minutes and shit. Uh, but I knew I wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I was still two years in and yeah. needed to get better. And so I moved to New York at that point. And, like, my buddy Reem moved to Madison at that point. And, you know, people moved to L.A. and stuff. But sometimes people don't move. And then all of a sudden, they like it's kind of like you get to that two-year part where everything's cool, and then instead of like building up and progressing, they just go sideways. Oh. Yeah. So they yeah. get yeah, so they get better. They they are getting funnier and they're writing more jokes and stuff like that. But it's like everything's staying on the same level. Um, and and then if they move like let's say at five or six years in, I think it's got to be so much harder because you missed a whole step. But also, it's got to be so much better. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. But for sure. Is there, is, do a lot of people move out of here after there after a while? There's, there's been a lot of people in the past year that have decided that, that L.A. is the yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I think I think in Phoenix, the next step is always L.A. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's what well, yeah, it's so do. close. Proximity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and really the ones that move to L.A., it's almost like they didn't move at all because yeah. you see them back here all the time. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. month, they're always just, you know, you forget, like, oh, you live in L.A. now, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But um, what a what a joy though. The, it's, the the scene out here is is strange in the way that it feels very much on the cusp of like really elevating itself to mm -hmm. uh, to where you know we're not going to necessarily have a fucking comedy cellar. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you might have people dropping in on random shows, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or people are actually looking at Phoenix as like, oh shit, there's good comics here because I mean, not even just there are a lot of comics that aren't on the festival that mm -hmm. are fucking killers. Super fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tucson, there's a bunch of people down there that aren't on the festival that are fucking crushers. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it's like, we just need eyes mm -hmm. is really what we need. But it's kind of fun. Scene. Like, because like, I'll tell you that like, I know I did this. I know Reem does this. Anybody that did the festival last year, we're all like 
fucking Phoenix is cool, and no one knows that. Like, no offense to your guys' scene, and no, I know I you totally guys are fresh, it. Yeah. but like, and especially if you start comedy in New York, there's a lot of people who don't know there's anything other than New York, and so it's like, fucking Tucson's a, or, or Phoenix is a great city. You got to go to Phoenix and go do stand up. And people don't see that coming. And it's funny. I did Memphis last month. And it was the same thing. I went into it not knowing what to expect, not hearing anything. Went there and just had a fucking blast. And it's so like, you, once you start seeing all these scenes, and then what's, what I love about it is, because I'm a comic, and I've been doing it, I'll be, I've been doing it six years. So like, I'm not up there. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing anything. But like, I'm coming here, and I know that like, okay, well, you can start putting stuff together. And so like, okay, well, when I, you know, next year when I get to go on the West Coast and do a tour... I'm going to make sure Phoenix is part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make sure to come there because I know they put on good shows there. So, whereas, like, if I set a random date in Albuquerque, which I have no connection to, that could be hit or miss. But I know that if I set up a show in Phoenix, it's going to be a good show. For sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's I think, what everybody wants to do. That's why I think you do these festivals, you know? That's like, enough, you yeah. come in, And also, you make the friends in the scene. So, it's like, if I come here, I know the local people that I'm like, oh, they're really funny. I want to have them on my show. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like... Like if I went like literally right now, Mike here is my. <laughs> you're my favorite comic in Tucson, so it's like if I go to like to me forever. No offense, Leland, but no, like from now on, like when I think of Tucson, like I'll like if I go to Tucson, I want to put him up, and or like you not not put you up, not like I have any juice, but like if I was just doing random one night there, I'd be like, oh, I want you to be on the show with me, uh, which is funny because he might be like the worst comic in Tucson, you know, but that not to me, I don't know, uh, and I think that's just kind of what happens. Like when we would go to Des Moines, like. Cool people would come through and they'd be like, oh yeah, Patrick, come on, do the show. We remember you from last year. And I don't know, I think that's rad. I think that's good what this shit, season's for. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I, comedy festivals are just so great in that way where you kind of just like it, the the networking and then you, it's, it's it's so easy to do those kind of like cheap tours, you know, because yeah. you just yeah. got connections in yeah. every city. And What's that, yeah. sorry, what's that piece of shit's guy's name that we were hanging out with? Uh, Joe? Yeah, Joe, whatever his last name was. Uh, like Bates. he was fine. He was a good hang, but I it's, I'm kidding. He was a good dude. <laughs> but, uh, but what's really funny about him is that like we hung out the whole time. We had a good time. I never saw him do stand up on this festival. I don't know what his stand up is. Like he might be terrible. So like I love the idea that like <laughs> like I like him and we're I'm a buddy with him now. So when he comes to New York, I'm gonna be like, hey man. Yeah, I'll put you on my show. And I just love the idea that I'm like, what if I put him on my show and he's terrible? <laughs> Super racist. Like he goes up and he's like, uh, y'all like impressions? And I'm like, oh, fuck, what'd I do? <laughs> we should probably. It's so silly. Oh, yeah, we can, we can bring it in. Uh, yeah. So uh, plug, plug shit. Plug uh, your shows, brothers. Um, I mean, to have Brouhaha Tuesday. Follow me on uh, Twitter and Facebook. That's where everything is. Just Matt Zemak, Z-I-E-M-A-K. There it is. I'm going to hitting up Denver and Portland and Seattle next month. No Man. shit. Yeah. Is it a tour or are you going individually all those places? Uh, it's kind of a tour. I By know. yourself or with someone? Uh, with a buddy. With cool. A yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Nick? Uh, no, Nick's up here. But, oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Uh, Rory. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. oh, that'll be fucking great. Yeah, that'll be fun. We've, that'll be fun. Yeah, we went to LA last year together cool. and Austin. Are you guys doing it as like a full po uh, tour and shit with like a poster or something? No. Uh, do that. Do uh, that, goddamn. Yeah, it. well, uh, I kind of just, I'm going to Denver because that's where I want to go, like move. Mm -hmm. So I want to go check out that. And then just, I haven't, I've never been up to like Portland or Seattle. Sure. So they're like, it's like five days in each yeah, city yeah, yeah. or something no. like that. So that's awesome. That'll be sick. Uh, uh, what's your other show? The improv one. Oh, Set Unlisted. Yeah. Set Unlisted. Set Unlisted, that's on Facebook. What, is that regular? Is that monthly? Yeah, monthly uh, at Laughs. Uh, last Sunday of the month, I believe, is Very what we... Very cool. That's really cool. Yeah. 
And then uh, uh, your podcast is coming. You said it'll June be June first. We're, we're supposed to drop it. Uh, it's the Nostalgic Front. You can follow it already on Twitter at the Nostalgic Front or at Nostalgic Front. Um, and uh, you, I mean, if you're in New York City, I run a show called uh, Jackknife Comedy. We've talked about it earlier. The uh, first Saturday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Creek in the Cave. It's always good. It's always fun. It's five bucks. Um, uh, we've had, I mean, uh, Parnon Untrill has done it. Uh, Mike Kaplan. Everybody. We always have a good lineup. Um, uh, I also run a weekly in uh, New York called uh, Tyrannosaurus. It's comedy at Rar Bar. It's in Queens. Uh, it's, a, it's a great little bar called Rar Bar. Uh, and that's every Tuesday night. So if you're in New York on a Tuesday night or if comics, if you guys are ever in New York and you randomly, if you got a layover at JFK and it's a Tuesday night, let me know. Or especially at LaGuardia, you can come and do our show and get back to the airport and you're fine. Um, uh, I mean, send me a tape and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not <laughs> that, but, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then there's, uh, I don't know. Uh, follow me at Patrick hasty at P A T R I C K H A S T I E on Twitter. Uh, Patrick hasty.com for all my bullshit and stuff like that. I got an EP. That's pretty fun. I got a oh. I got a comedy EP on Beast Village Records called uh, a cool rap metal EP, which you guys think that fucks up the SEO because it totally does. <laughs> <laughs> the day it dropped on the day it dropped on Bandcamp, I got a lot of downloads because I think some fuckers thought we were gonna get some new shit, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it's just stand up at seven minutes. Uh, it's a set. I, you know, it's you know just a thing. I really like it, uh, and it's free. You can go on there. You can you can pay what you want. So if any of you want to pay $27,000, that would be super fucking great. Rad. Really help my, my student loans out if you did that. Um, but yeah, be cool. Awesome. Very Matt cool. Zemack, Patrick Hasty. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks, Thanks for hanging so much, out, guys. Fellas. This is rad. Thanks for chilling. Yeah, where do we get paid? Uh, talk to Nolan. <laughs> what do you guys plans the rest of the day? Uh, I got shows later.